Good morning, and welcome to A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. For over 60 years, East Central Illinois' daily gathering spot for conversation, dialogue, and ideas. You can join in on the phone, online, or via text. Our phone number is 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text us on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Welcome to a Friday as we move along here in the month of August now. August the 3rd, 72 degrees at 9.05 in downtown Champaign. I'm Brian Barnard. Great to have you with us on Penny for Your Thoughts. I'll be with you today. I will be off on Monday and Tuesday. Mary Schenk will be the guest host of Penny for Your Thoughts on Monday. Scott Beatty on Tuesday. I'll be back next Wednesday, getting a little time off here at the start of next week. Have to get those days in when we can. So we'll take some time off early next week. We'll have open line time today from 9 until about 1040 so all of this first hour and then a good chunk of the second hour. And then towards the end of the show today, we'll, uh, Martin O'Donnell, who's going to be, I think, in his fourth year now as my uh, color commentator for Illinois football, he'll jump on with me real quick. We'll talk about Illini football camp, what he's looking for. And then Kent Brown will jump in at the very end of the show just to kind of give you information on where to uh, go see practice the next couple of weeks. Uh, at the recreation fields, and uh, just kind of basic information. So we're going to just touch on that a little bit towards the end of the show with Illini football practice due to get underway later today. Glad you're with us. Three five six nine three nine seven is the phone number. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, three five one five three five seven, and you can email us, talk at wdws.com. Some of the, what are the hot topics of the day? Well, there was quite an exchange yesterday at the uh, White House in that uh, press room that uh, we were fortunate enough to, to visit and see on a recent trip to Washington, D.C. It's a very small room uh, packed in there at the White House. And uh, Jim Acosta of CNN and uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, who's the presidential uh, spokeswoman, kind of went at it uh, for a couple of minutes there in an exchange about the press uh, and their coverage of this president particularly, but uh, the press in general. So we'll uh, get you a little sample of that and see what you think about all of that. The uh, president continued his uh, blasting of the media last night in uh, Wilkes-Barre, Pennsylvania. Also in the news, economic news out today, some uh, job numbers. The uh, unemployment rate goes down a little bit. I think it's an 18-year low, actually. Meanwhile, the uh, press conference yesterday, you may have seen it, a uh, pretty extraordinary press conference, but you had the National Intelligence uh, Director, Dan Coats. You also had the FBI Director, Christopher Wray, talk about uh, the meddling in the election. Uh, what they say is attempt to influence U.S. public opinion is continuing and ongoing. So that press conference yesterday, Apple becomes the first trillion-dollar company, not million, not billion, trillion-dollar company. And they were on the uh, brink of going under about 20 years ago. And here they are 20 years later as a trillion-dollar company. So that's some of the uh, national news today, local news. Police departments across Illinois getting more resources soon to fight child sex trafficking. Thanks to a six-figure donation from a nonprofit, we have some new leaders of the Salvation Army of Champaign County.
Lots of sports news. The uh, Cardinals are hot. They're trying to get back on track now with a new manager, of course, and uh, some roster shuffling. Cubs continuing to battle Milwaukee at the top of the division. The Bears got started last night. Exhibition play. Not that anybody's going to remember the uh, exhibition play at all, but uh, football season is upon us. And as we mentioned, Illini football practice starting this afternoon in uh, Urbana. So those are some of the things that are happening. I went to Annie last night at the Virginia Theater. Had a really fun time watching that. A great performance. If you get a chance, check out uh, Annie this weekend at the Virginia Theater, the CUTC folks there. And uh, let's see, uh, I've got today in history also. And a couple of birthdays of note, people that have been around quite a while with uh, big birthdays today. Let's go to the phones here and get it started. Hi, Doug. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Brian. Hey, you know, right now we've got a unique event. Mars is in opposition, which means it is close to the Earth so we can get good viewing. So tonight at Meadowbrook Park, that's out on Windsor Road at the end of Vine, uh, Champaign-Urbana Astronomical Society ourselves in the Park District, we're going to have a massive star party for everybody to come out, look through the telescopes, and look at Mars, and look at Jupiter, look at Saturn, look at Venus, and just have a wonderful evening if the sky is clear. And if it's not clear tonight, we're going to do it tomorrow night. Okay, well, I think the forecast is pretty good for tonight, so hopefully that'll, that'll help. Yeah, and it'll we'll be, we'll be setting up, and then it'll be it'll open and start for everybody to look around eight o'clock. You know, when the sun gets starts going down, so everybody can have a real good time. So if they're interested in astronomy, you know, from two to hundred and two, come on out and enjoy it and see the wonders of the heavens tonight. Yeah, so just come out to Meadowbrook Park, bring a lawn chair, absolutely, bring whatever, and enjoy it. You've had a lot of people have come to these right over the years. We do. You know, we try to hold an annual star party at our main observatory, which is out, you know, southwest of Willard mm-hmm. and all the other ones. So I think last time they had, I mean, quite a few people that before. And then obviously when we had the eclipse, we had, you know, star parties all, you know, well, sun parties all over the place. <laughs> and so something for people to enjoy, something else, get out and enjoy the wonders of the heavens and the sky and look at God's just the wonders that he puts out there for us. Yes, that's for sure. So what time is that tonight, Doug? 8 o'clock tonight. 8 o'clock tonight. Meadowbrook Park. In Urbana. Okay, right. thank thank you, Doug. Okay, thank you, Brian. Thanks. Yep, good information. Thank you. Yeah, get out to that. Weather should be good. I think tonight's low around 67, according to the forecast. Going to get a little hotter tomorrow. All right, we'll take our opening break, and we will come back and uh, talk a little bit about the, the press and its role as it covers the news this day. Uh, quite an exchange between Sarah Sanders, the Press Secretary for the President and Jim Acosta of CNN. We'll uh, have that for you coming up and get your reaction to it. And if there's something else you want to bring up, open line time here from about 9 until about 1040. And then we'll talk a little Illini football practice at the end of the show today. We're back with more after this. This is Jerry Wallace with Wallace Land and Auction. Well, we've had a lot of rain This uh, summer, to say the least, Uh, things are pretty green considering where we are in this time of the year. But don't know how your roof is holding up, but if you are having any roof issues this summer, and of course the fall will be approaching and then it'll be wintertime. So if you want to think about uh, making some repairs on your roof, now is the time to really uh, begin to think about that before it gets too late. If you'd like to get a free estimate on some uh, roof work you may or may not need done, you can certainly do that at uh, the Swanson Roofing folks, the Roofing Dog, providing services in Champaign, Vermilion, Ford, and McLean counties. So you can get a free estimate, 217-355-ROOF, 217-355-7663. We've told you about Corey Swanson 
And his uh, wife, Melissa, Corey, is local, of course. He's a graduate of Rantoul High School and the University of Illinois. The uh, crew is not subcontracted out. They're full-time employees. They have full benefits, 401Ks and all of that. Been with the company for many years. And uh, Swanson Roofing guarantees their workmanship. And, of course, uh, let's see, they guarantee the workmanship for the lifetime of your roof. I want to make sure I had this right. Swanson Roofing guarantees the workmanship for the lifetime of your roof, and the materials they use are guaranteed for 50 years. And they take responsibility, Swanson Roofing does, and ownership of every past customer, and that is a cornerstone of their business. So we invite you to give them a call for a free estimate, 217-355-ROOF, if you like the numbers, 217 217- Three five five seven six six three, or if you just want to go right to the website, you can go to theroofingdog.com. A lot of companies out there that do good work, but we'd uh, like to uh, send you Corey Swanson's way, the uh, Swanson Roofing folks, the Roofing Dog, as he's known. Been around now for several years, been with us for several years on Penny, and uh, we encourage you to contact him for free estimate or for work on your roof. Three five six nine three nine seven. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line. Three five one five three five seven, or email us talk at wdws.com. President Trump renewing his campaign against the media, blasting journalists at a Pennsylvania rally as fake, fake, disgusting news and casting them as his true political opponent. The president barnstorming last night in a state that he swiped from the Democrats in 2016 and is home to a Senate seat he's trying to place the, in the Republicans column this fall. Uh, There was some comments made by Ivanka Trump at one point where she disagreed with her father in regards to some uh, border policy and separation of families at the border and so forth. Uh, I think that was another interview elsewhere a couple of days ago. All of that led to an exchange yesterday uh, between Jim Acosta of uh, CNN and uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders, the president's spokeswoman, at the uh, podium yesterday. And had to do with uh, the uh, does the uh, president, I guess the question was, and you'll hear it here, does the president consider the press the enemy of the people, quote-unquote? And then Sarah Huckabee Sanders responding with what she feels like has been some of the uh, unfairness of coverage when it comes to this president. So this goes, I don't know, about two and a half minutes or so. And here's, if you didn't hear it, here's how that went. ...about Ivanka Trump's statement that the press is not the enemy of the people. And she asked you whether or not the press is the enemy of the people. You read off a laundry list of your concerns about the press and and things that you feel like are misreported, but you did not say that the press is not the enemy of the people. And I I, I think it would be a good thing if you were to say right here uh, at this briefing that the press, the people who are gathered in this room right now, uh, doing their jobs every day, asking questions of officials like the ones you brought forward earlier, are not the enemy of the people. I, I think we we deserve that. I think the president has made his position known. I also think it's would you, ironic. Would you mind telling us, I'm, I'm Sarah, trying to answer you your question. Okay, well, I, I politely waited, and I even called on you, despite the fact that you interrupted me while calling on your colleague. Well, I said it's ironic, which is why I interrupted. I'm trying. But if you if you finish, if you would not mind letting me have a follow up, that would be fine. But it's ironic. Jim, uh, that not only you and the media attack the president for his rhetoric uh, when they frequently lower the level of conversation in this country. Repeatedly, repeatedly, the media resorts to personal attacks without any content other than to incite anger. Uh, The media has attacked me personally on a number of occasions, including your own network, said I should be harassed as a life sentence, that I should be choked. 
ICE officials are not welcomed in their place of worship and personal information is shared on the Internet. When I was hosted by the Correspondents Association, of which almost all of you are members of, you brought a comedian up to attack my appearance and call me a traitor to my own gender. In fact, as I know, um, I'm as far as I know, I'm the first press secretary in the history of the United States that's required Secret Service protection. The media continues to ratchet up the verbal assault against the president and everyone in this administration. And certainly we have a role to play, but the media has a role to play for the discourse in this country as well. And, and sir, if you don't mind, if I, if, wait, on, if I may follow up, if I may follow up, excuse me, you did not say in the course of those remarks that you just made that the press is not the enemy of the people. Are we to take it from what you just said? We all get put through the ringer. We all get put in the meat grinder in this town and you're no exception. And I'm sorry that that happened to you. I wish that that, that had not happened. But for, for the sake of this, this room, the people who are in this room, this democracy, this country, all the people around the world are watching what you're saying, Sarah, and the White House for the United States of America, the President of the United States should not refer to us as the enemy of the people. His own daughter acknowledges that, and all I'm asking you to do, Sarah, is to acknowledge that right now and right here. I, I appreciate your passion. I share it. Um, I've addressed this question. I've addressed my personal feelings. I'm here to speak on behalf of the president. He's made his comments clear. So that was yesterday at the uh, White House. Changed between uh, Jim Acosta of CNN and Sarah Huckabee Sanders, spokesperson for the president. Uh, there are some several editorials on all of this. The uh, Boston Herald weighing in. Uh, they say in an editorial, uh, they say the truth is Acosta's reporting is exactly why so many people at Trump rallies and across the nation despise CNN and other media. Uh, he tweeted some footage Acosta did of the Trump crowd heckling him and wrote just a sample of the sad scene we faced at the Trump rally in Tampa. This is from a couple of days ago. He says, I'm very worried the hostility whipped up by Trump and in some in conservative media will result in somebody getting hurt. We should not treat our fellow Americans this way. Uh, in this editorial, the Boston Herald says Acosta contends that it is conservatives and Trump fans who are potentially violent while ignoring the fact that Trump supporters were physically attacked on numerous occasions in 2016. It was the anti-Trump angry mob that shut down a rally in Chicago that year. And uh, this editorial says supporters were beaten, spit on, and harassed all across the country. They also go on to say the president has not helped the cause, though. The president of the United States should not be calling the press the enemy of the people, they are not, and he was happy to appear live on TV news channels through much of 2015 and 2016. And then uh, they talk about a, a political reporter retweeted Acosta's photo of a jeering crowd and wrote, if you put everyone's mouths together in this video, you get a full set of teeth, and went on to call the crowd garbage people. And this editorial says, and we wonder why they hate the media. The majority of the established media covering this president are activists practicing daily alarmism. Unfortunately, millions of Americans still consume their content as unbiased truth, and that's going to result in somebody getting hurt. That's an editorial from the Boston Herald after all that happened uh, yesterday. Also, the uh, Hill, and I just read a variety of sources here. The Hill, which is a uh, website based in Washington, D.C., Tensions reached new heights when Acosta walked out of the White House briefing room after his exchange with the press secretary, Sarah Sanders. This uh, piece says, Trump has been a president like no other, bending the truth as he sees fit and talking to supporters and bypassing the media with his Twitter account. 
Still, he's been a boon to the media, raising ratings for cable networks that are both supportive and critical of his actions. Coverage of Trump has become a 24-hour affair with no precedent, as the White House constantly stirs up stories that can feed both outrage about Trump and fuel anger among the president's supporters over how he is uh, treated by the press. The president, meanwhile, sometimes offering evident frustration with the media, also has used the dynamic to his benefit, complaining about fake news and picking fights with perceived enemies in the press. So anyway, there's a couple of articles if you want to uh, look those up. Boston Herald is one. It's an editorial. The Hill is another one that uh, is talking about them, as they say, uh, the president taking the us versus them to new heights. All right, uh, 923, that's uh, one of the uh, big headlines today, if you have any reaction to that. Another one has to do with uh, the briefing yesterday at the White House. The White House claims a vast government-wide effort to protect the elections. The White House saying yesterday President Trump has has directed a vast government-wide effort to protect U.S. elections, responding to bipartisan criticism that the administration has not created a clear strategy to safeguard elections. Top national security officials made a rare appearance during the White House briefing to deliver the message. Among those, the Director of National Intelligence, Dan Coats, also uh, the National Security Agency Director, Paul Nakasone, who's also commander of the U.S. Cyber Command. Uh, He said they're tracking a wide range of foreign adversaries and are, quote, prepared to conduct operations against those actors attempting to undermine our nation's midterm elections. The FBI director, Christopher Wray, said they're not seeing yet the same kind of efforts targeting election infrastructure as there was in 2016, but he, that efforts to influence U.S. public opinion are continuing. He said, it'd, uh, make no mistake, the scope of the foreign influence threat is both broad and deep. So that uh, press conference held yesterday at the White House. Got an uh, email in from Bill. He says, CNN and Acosta are always trying to make themselves the news. That's probably the first thing you're taught in journalism school, at least back when journalism was taught. Studies show CNN, CBS, and their cronies report 90% of the time negativity on the president. Americans seeing their country are seeing their country getting better and better and aren't buying their lies. They think that we are stupid. That is from Bill. Anyway, that... Uh, is the first reaction, anyway, to that exchange between Sarah Sanders and Jim Acosta that occurred yesterday. Also, uh, CBS board members were aware that the Los Angeles Police Department had investigated sexual assault allegations against the CEO and chairman of CBS, Leslie Moonves. That's out of the L.A. Times today. The report comes as CBS is being criticized for its hands-off approach to a New New Yorker report detailing six women who allege Moonves harassed them or stymied their career at the network after they spurned his advances. At the time of the L.A. Uh, Times report and the L.A. Police Department, no charges were filed. Sources tell the paper that uh, Moonves disclosed the allegations to the board of directors. They then hired a law firm to look into the matter who found that no further investigation was warranted. So we'll see what happens to uh, Les Moonves. And the other uh, news yesterday was Apple, the first trillion-dollar company, first worldly, uh, first publicly traded company to be valued at $1 trillion, reaching the milestone 42 years after being founded in a Silicon Valley garage by Steve Jobs and Steve Wozniak. That achievement seemed uh, far away back in 1997, 21 years ago, when Apple was on the brink of bankruptcy. 
So a lot of coverage of Apple yesterday. And I've got some numbers on how many iPhones have actually been sold in that time. <laughs> and the numbers are pretty, I guess not surprising, but pretty astonishing. 927. Let's go to the phones. To Don, good morning. Hey, good morning. Uh, wow, all this, all this <laughs> interfering with elections, man. How dumb did the Democrats and Obama seem when he got on TV and said it was impossible to do? Don't you remember when they were talking and Trump was talking about an election being rigged? That was the dumbest thing they ever heard of. Yeah, I remember I him mean, saying that. Just, yeah. yeah, they just go back and forth just like it's un-American not to speak to the election. Just like, uh, you know, they don't want foreign interference in our election, but they want non-citizens to be able to vote. Figure that one out. Well, I I don't I I don't have any I don't have any I was going to say I don't have any doubt that you know foreign actors whether they're Russian or whatever are trying to sow discord and misinformation and take advantage of platforms on social media that can just spread stuff like wildfire that may or may not be true. I'm still trying to come to the end of the the end game of it is show me something where it actually changes a vote at the ballot box after it's been made. That's what right. I can. Are we presuming this just started in 2016? Are we really going to act like that Russia just started and impaired our elections in 2016? you got to call these people out, man. I mean, seeing one wants to get on here every day and talk about my vote getting count, this election was rigged, and blah, blah, blah. You have to call these people out. Rosenstein himself said there's no proof that it changed one election in one state anywhere at one time. So you need to call these people out so they quit talking about that's been proven, proven wrong. The truth is the truth, and we have to do it with the truth. All right. Hey, Don, thanks for calling, okay? One more thing, one more thing, yep. one more thing. Give me one more. Then White House press reporters should not be calling anybody names. That is ridiculous. That guy should be removed from his occupation. From He should not be calling anybody names, let alone names like that. How come it's okay to call conservative people? And that's why I say it's all because Donald Trump is a Republican. It's not because of this person. It's because he's a Republican, man. And another false one from the media is Democratic uh, socialism. No such thing. We're going to keep hearing that one over and over like it's a legit thing. You guys need to get it together and let American people know that they are as smart as you think they are. <laughs> all right. Hey, Don, thank you. Appreciate it. Hey, have a good weekend. You man. too. You too. Thank you. Three five six nine three nine seven is how you can join us. Nine twenty nine. Let's take a, a maybe a minute or two break here, Ed. We'll come back. We'll have news headlines for you coming up at the bottom of the hour. Keep your uh, phone calls, emails, and texts. You can talk about this if you want to bring up something totally different. You say I don't care about Trump. I want to talk about this. You can do that too. So that's why the we have the open line. Back in a moment. All right, the news with Michael Kaiser coming up. Ken here just ahead of the news. Hi, Ken. Good morning. Yeah, uh, it, it always amazes me to hear Republicans complain that everybody in the world is picking on them. They have the presidency. They have both houses of Congress. They have the the uh, the uh, Supreme Court sewed up and locked tight. But yet everybody's picking on them. Poor Republicans. And they keep jamming their crap down our throat day after day after day after day. So, and they're uh, taking this country down the tubes. 
and bragging about it. So you want to reverse it in November, huh? I pray to God every day for yeah. a, a blue wave. Yeah, well, yeah. it may happen. It traditionally does anyway, just in two years into anybody's administration. That's pretty um, that's, traditional, that's historical. Right. But, uh, yeah, we'll see. I mean, it kind of depends. The The house races, you know, are a little more closer to the people, and we'll see how they uh, how they respond this time. So yeah. you think there will be a blue wave then? I, I think the Democrats will at least take control of the House of Representatives. Yeah. That's kind of, I think, where it's headed. I think it'll be close, but I think they will do that. The Senate is going to be close regardless. Yeah. Yep. All right. Hey, Ken, thanks for your call. Yeah. Appreciate it. All right, we're at 933. Michael is going to be out at uh, football camp today mm-hmm. for Sports Talk, so he's here with the news. Yeah, uh, we're hoping to get uh, some coaches and players, but it's kind of it's in flux from practice ends and that sort of thing, so it'll be, uh, it's always fun to be out of practice, though. All right, we'll look forward to it. All right, Tonight, good. we'll let you do the news. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-356-9397. Famous song, and I uh, was at uh, Annie last night, uh, their first performance of the weekend at the Virginia Theater, and had a great crowd there, and I'm sure the crowd will grow as we work our way uh, through the weekend, and it's an excellent show. And I know uh, Jim very much enjoyed going to those, uh, all of the shows over the years, and he's he was always more of an expert on the uh, different aspects of a um, musical production than I will ever hope to be, but I, I just thought it was excellent. So if you get a chance to go this weekend... Virginia Theater, nice and comfortable and cool, and you can en- enjoy the uh, Annie show uh, like I did last night. Very well done. And um, by young actors everywhere from, I think, seven years old on up to adults by the uh, Champaign-Urbana Theater Company. So I hope you'll uh, check it out sometime this weekend. All right, 356-9397. I was looking for that number on the iPhone sold, and here it is. The iPhone, talking about... Apple being worth a trillion dollars now. The iPhone transformed the way society interacts with technology and quickly became one of the best-selling products ever. More than 1.4 billion have been sold since it was introduced in 2007. And no product or decision was remotely as instrumental to Apple's rise to one trillion as the iPhone. When Mr. Jobs first announced the iPhone, Apple was worth 73.4 billion. They've gone from $73.4 billion to $1 trillion in value after being on the ropes in 1997. All right, 356-9397. Uh, we've been talking about journalism a little bit, CNN, coverage of the president, and so forth. And, and generally, I think people, and I've been in the 
I've been in sports most of my life. I have been in and out of the journalistic field. In fact, journalism was my minor in college. And basically what you were taught was, okay, here's a story that unfolds. And here's what one side is saying. And here is what the other side is saying. And here's the story they're talking about. And that is news reporting. Now, there's all kinds of columns. There's editorials. There's, that's different. That's a different ballgame. But um, I think that's what people going in when they, <clears throat> no matter which side you're on, you want your person that you supported fairly covered. And I think the perception is that, in particular, this president, and I will tell you that I've talked to people that voted for President Obama, they thought he was very unfairly treated by especially conservative media. But there are other people that did not like Obama that said, no, he got kid gloves treatment. And it's all a matter, it's like a, a giant smorgasbord. You, you, you take and consume what you feel you want to eat or what you think, but it has become so divided. And Trump is such a uh, counterpuncher, personally. Um, I, think, I think it goes, some people have said, well, it's just because he's a Republican. I think it's more has to do with his personality. He is very much a puncher and a counterpuncher. Uh, whether you agree with him or not, people that agree with him say, uh, I don't think I'd have said or done that. Um, and I think the media has, the media itself, just the way they cover news anymore in general, not so much the content even, and I think that's been an issue, but just the way they cover it, the constant panels, the constant arguing, the constant, I mean, it just wears you out. And I think a lot of the people that support the president say, well, they're not even trying to be fair. It's just about his personality. And I, I would agree with the Boston Herald in the sense that I don't think he helps his cause by you know saying to the press, well, you're just the enemy of the people. If you want to say the way they cover me um, is not helpful or is not fair, that's one thing. But anyway, that's kind of where the pot has been stirred, and I thought that little exchange between Sarah Huckabee Sanders and Jim Acosta kind of crystallized what what's going on uh, countrywide, I think, right now. All right, let's go to uh, Bill. Good morning, Bill, 942. Good morning, Brian. I think what the president said, uh, you have to take it in context. I, I don't think he meant that to all the press. It's just it's how they cover it. You know, for uh, the left-wing media, which is probably 90% in this country, they 24-7 they tell you that President Trump is the enemy of the United States, of the American people. You know, Acosta and, and the media, they, they remind me of a bully who finally gets punched. Somebody punches him right, back right in the nose, and then the bully starts yelling, I'm going to go get my dad. I mean, it just sounded, Acosta just sounded childish. I mean, everybody can see what he does and CNN does to the president every single day. And then he's running in his mouth, you know, you said we're the enemy. Well, people know what the president meant. I mean, he doesn't always say it eloquently, but he's the first president that will fight back. And then Costa talking about violence. Ask Steve Scalise which side the violence is on. Well, I think there's, you know, there are people that are extreme, you know, that and it may not be mentally stable anyway to begin with a lot of times. You know, they see they have a perceived insult from what they see on television or what they hear. And, um, you know, they, they take it out in a violent way. So, um, well, yeah, there was one instance of a Republican violence. Is, uh, mm -hmm. If you remember back, this has been a year or two ago, when a, a representative from Montana punched a reporter that 
Montanans uh, voted him in anyway because I think they all figured the reporter had it coming. So that's how they deal with it up there. So, mm-hmm. All right. All hey, right. Thank you, Bill. Yep, good to hear from you. Uh, several emails coming in. Uh, from Sarah, she says, in my small town, there were election problems way back. Had to be in the early 30s, the year my father cast his first vote. The township supervisor supervision position was a hot race. It was claimed after the polls closed that some of the ballots were dropped in the mud and could not be counted. Long story short, a trial was held, and those who voted were required to take the stand and state how they voted. One fellow told my grandfather and father that he said he voted for the opposite person he did because he had received flour and etc. from that man to vote for him and did not want to state what he actually did. And another text says the damage by the Russians started in the late 1940s when they started importing socialism into the country. Kids are being taught in our schools that socialism can work. At the same time, oil-rich Venezuelans who adopted socialism are starving. 356-9397 on the uh, phone lines, and let's go to Stan. Good morning, Stan. Good morning, Brian. How are you, sir? Um, I'm always good. Well, not always, but I'm almost always <laughs> Most good. of the time. Uh, most of the time. Um, I got something I want to say, but before I say that, I'd like to ask you a question or two. Sure. Uh, just to get your 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 personal opinion. Mm-hmm. When I was on the phone yesterday, I suggested that uh, some things be googled that you could you could Google and test and see if I was telling the truth or not. Did you have a chance to do that? I did not. I had some other family Thanks. things going on, so I had to take care of all that. But yeah, yeah, I understand. Um, I I you've done that for me before. Mm-hmm. I was wondering if you did it for me this time. I did not have a chance to. I, but. I always argued or i always tried to impress upon jim turpin how important i thought it was for anybody and everybody in the media to do their research and find out what is true and make sure that the last thing people hear is the truth and i think that's a responsibility but the corporate media today doesn't do that uh they have a uh, mindset that uh Republicans and conservatives is the only way to go that will advance their positions, and that's why they are. it's a uh, corporate media. There is no liberal media in this country. But that's another argument, too. Let me point something out that I think really needs to have a lot of press, and that is the fact that yesterday one of the senators, Republican senators from Oklahoma, went on the news and he said, yeah, we know there's election hanky, election hanker, uh, paper at tap." What is the word? Uh, meddling or tampering? Hacking. Or, yeah. Hacking. Hacking. Election yeah. hacking from Russia. And we are all pushing back on it in Washington just as hard as we can. And it is happening to Republicans just as much as it is happening to Democrats. And on and on this guy went. And then they had a vote in the Senate yesterday. And part of the, the, the vote that I'm interested in was on an amendment to a piece of legislation that was coming up, and the amendment was to add $250 million in money for election security. And even though the Republicans say that they're afraid of Russian involvement, Mm -hmm. every one of them voted against trying to protect our elections. And wasn't that something they voted on before, and I forget what the amount was that they included for election security, and I think the argument was, should we add this much more? 
yeah. And so that's, that's why they question. that's why they voted against it was saying we don't need another whatever it was two hundred and fifty. We just we, they their claim was I think from what I read is their claim was we already added five hundred whatever million to it. But the reality is Trump has yet to uh, to to uh, give direct orders to any of his intelligence agencies to do anything about the hacking. He let his intelligence agency advisors say that they were starting to look into it, but they just started a week ago. They've known about it since day one of the Trump administration, and because the Russians helped the Republicans, they can't win elections without somebody fiddling with the counts or without somebody uh, uh, getting in there on their side with a massive uh, election fraud thing. They don't win. So when, uh, let me ask you this, so when Reagan won in the 80s, he just fooled a lot of people, would you say? When Reagan won in the 80s, he did that by making a deal with the Ayatollah Khomeini to hold the hostages until after the, he was president. Okay. And um, he did that. Let me follow up with when Bush won, that, of course, was he cheated in Florida, right? Is that what you... Absolutely was. Okay. Because once the uh, election in Florida was counted by the New York Times, they found out that Gore had won anyway. Yeah. Speaking of that election in particular, um, we have a president now who... who uh, sought information from Russia to use against Hillary Clinton. But when Gore was running against Bush, he was offered Bush's uh, notes as to how he was going to to, uh, respond should Gore say this and that and the other. And you know what? And you know what Gore did with those uh, with those uh, notes? He gave them back. He gave them to the FBI and asked yeah. the FBI to investigate who had stolen that. Yeah. The Trump administration on the yeah, yeah, give me the dirt. I want dirt on Hillary. <laughs> Come on, Russia. You don't think that goes on in every campaign? No. No. Let's go. Let's go back. No, to, I, uh, I don't want to go back and review it all, but um, and and if so. You look if, at it, but the other thing, I, if, I just want to make sure I'm following your line of thinking. So in '04, when Bush won again, there was some irregularities in Ohio, right? That tipped the election absolutely was okay it absolutely was so okay far, i just want to i, I just want to follow the script you, here i i hear you chuckling yeah. and it's not really a script it's data the yeah. uh, republicans with their uh interstate cross-check thing have thrown millions of democratic voters off the election rolls yeah well i, I just want to i just want to the big thing i just want to i just want to follow your line of thinking that if the Republicans win elections, they cheat, or there's something irregular, and the Democrats win, it's the voice of the people. Is that what is that what you think? I mean, is that what you believe then? Not always. Okay. But okay. with the president, it is. Bush okay. 43, two times. Trump, one time. The people spoke two times. And the proof of that is the 2.8 million more popular votes that uh, Hillary got than Trump. Yeah. Hey, Stan, good to visit with you. i got to move on here, but thank you. Yeah. Appreciate it. Okay, I just wanted to check and see there. Uh, Mark, how are you? Hey, good morning, Brian. I'm doing well. Yeah, Stan's version of life is very interesting, and it's indicative of most liberals. Um, I'd like to touch on a couple of things that have been discussed in last week's, and as well as today. Um, there's a YouTube under bro, pro, Programmer Under Oath Admits uh, Computers Rig Elections. And this was shot, I think, around 2000, early 2000s. 
And this guy says Congressman Tom Feeney hired him to write software that could be manipulated to a 51-49 outcome no matter, you know, whoever they want to win wins 51-49. And that was a Senate hearing on this. So this has been an issue forever. Trump's idea of let's go back to the paper ballot is the only way to secure or attempt to secure the election. Yeah, Bob Steigman suggested that the other day. Right, and he, and I agreed with him 100%. I personally think they should put it down to a, a one-day vote on a Friday. So that way people get a three-day weekend. They dip their finger in indelible ink, no pre-voting. It's a case of just going back to the rudimentary basics where you can control the outcome. Excuse me, the outcome is not controlled. Speaking of that, are you aware George Soros is very invested in a company that uh, is, manufactures and sells and counts the voting system? The electronic no. voting system is invested. George Soros has invested deeply into controlling the vote. Anybody who knows George Soros says that's a red flag. You should not trust that company. Uh, yeah, 16 states use uh, their equipment, 307 counties. And for one minute and $15, you can change uh, the outcome on a, on a vote if the right person goes into that machine. You know, that's all the truth. Yeah, well. You can't deny that. Computers have been good for a lot of things, and uh, but unfortunately with technology comes, um, you know, things that can happen, yeah. you know, and we're seeing and, that every day. Exactly. And getting back to Sarah, you know, I mentioned to the judge the other day the National Defense Authorization Act of 2013, the government made it legal for them to propagandize U.S. citizens. And that's collusion. When the government colludes with media, that's collusion. That's the real deal. And all you got to do is turn on your, your late-night shows, any one of them, and all they do is bash Trump. Well, when I say government, I say deep state government. Not This whole right-left paradigm, that's old school. That doesn't even count anymore. That's nothing but a, a way to manipulate the minds of the people. That's propaganda. The real issue is nationalism versus globalism. Um, you know, Brian called the other day and he talked about the communist infiltration of our society. He's absolutely right and is extremely well documented. And a socialist today is a communist tomorrow. And anybody who has any understanding of freedom cannot get behind the socialist movement. Yeah. I mean, it's sheer insanity. But I'll end on bringing up Bill Ayers because Bill Ayers was the guy who said education is the motor force of revolution. We've seen generations uh, evolve now to saying socialism is good. And you and I know in our childhood that was not the case. The communism uh, literally takes away the whole middle class. It destroys it. And these people are signing away their own, their own deaths. To be a Democrat today says, you know, a liberal progressive Democrat is a socialist, is a communist. And how anybody with any type of knowledge could vote Democrat, even though it's, it's, it's all a facade, it's really deep state, it's beyond me. All right. Hey, Mark, thank you for the call today. Thank you. Appreciate it. Have a great weekend. Uh, I got a text in, says, Hi, Brian, can you briefly talk about the play Annie at the Virginia Theater? Yeah, I mentioned I went last night. I thoroughly enjoyed it. I'm taking my two-year-old granddaughter tonight. Is all the seating good for the kids? Thank you a lot. Uh, yeah, I mean, I don't, 
I don't know if there's a bad seat in the Virginia. I mean, the way it's angled, the seating, the balcony. Uh, we had a lot of kids in the balcony. I was in the uh, second row of the balcony last night in the mezzanine, I guess they call it. And, uh, yeah, I I would say unless you're in a corner somewhere and they can, you know, maybe I think you can see most of the stage even from the corner. So, yeah, I'd, I'd recommend they had, the kids would really enjoy it. Uh, there's a dog in there, of course, as you know, from Annie. So I think they'd like that. Rick says, uh, I'm ready for some Illini football, fired up, ready to go, win, 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 Rick says. Yes, I agree. We're going to have Martin O'Donnell on here in about an hour or less. We'll talk with him, my uh, color analyst. And I had, um, let's see, uh, Sandra drop off. Okay, yeah, she'll she'll call back. Uh, text says Obama told his hack advisor to stand down. Text says how many billions is a trillion? Oh, boy. Back to Mr. Imony on that one. <laughs> at unity uh text in says good morning first and foremost uh, foremost i absolutely thoroughly enjoy you being the new host for the show secondly i was wondering and maybe you've addressed this recently but there's has there been any update on the missing u of i student that was accosted a year or so ago on campus no real update i know there's been some uh, maneuvering back and forth uh since the case involves death penalty uh some I guess back and forth between the two uh, sides, uh, attorneys on both sides and the judge and all of that. But nothing really new. I know they held a memorial for her recently uh, when the one-year anniversary passed. If you've ever needed collision repair on your car, Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair is a full-service collision repair facility. They know having a car accident is a serious matter, and choosing the best collision repair specialist is also very serious. They've been in business two decades Thousands and thousands of vehicles they have fixed. Dave and Bill are absolutely hands-on in their business. They're in the shop every day. Not all owners of collision repair shops are. Dave and Bill can tell you everything they would like to, uh, well, you'd like to hear about collision repair, but they'd rather prove it. And their motto is where action speaks louder than words. And if you've had an accident recently, whether you've hit a mailbox or you've run into somebody or somebody ran into you, Give them the keys to your car, or your truck, or whatever vehicle you have, and let them take care of things for you. Free estimates are always offered. That's always a big thing. Gallo Miller Paint and Collision Repair, if unfortunately you need them, they are happy to help. They are located the south side of I-74, Kenyon Road there between Neal and Prospect. Visit their website at gallomiller.com. 9.58. Uh, text in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line with all the conspiracies that Stan believes. I'd like to know if he believes that the Holocaust was real or if the moon landing was real, if those were conspiracies too. That's from Lynn. A text in you says you gave Stan way too much time. Well, I was uh, discussing a couple of things with him, so I probably stretched it out. Um, I wanted to get his line of thinking there. And uh, text is, I assume that since he lives in Illinois, Stan believes that Mike Madigan is an honest politician since... He's a Democrat, and they do nothing wrong. That is from Lynn. So the text line has been heating up, and I think it's 1,000 billion that equals 1 trillion. Yeah, the numbers start getting big, a lot of zeros. I get lost, <laughs> even if they are round numbers. All right, uh, appreciate all the phone calls and input. You can keep the text uh, line going. We'll continue this here in the next half hour. If this is a topic you want to talk about, if there's something else you want to bring up, you can certainly do that. That's the beauty of the open line, just kind of a community dialogue on national and local issues. 
That's why we're here for that. And then at uh, 1040, Martin O'Donnell will join me for a few minutes. Get you ready for Illinois football. Football camp starting today. And then uh, Kent Brown as well with a quick update on what you need to know for uh, going to watch practice. On WDWS Champaign-Urbana, thanks for being with us. Hour number one in the books. It's 10 o'clock. It's the second hour of A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart on News Talk 1400 WDWS. You can reach out to us on the phone at 217-356-9397. Email talk at WDWS.com or text on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line 217-351-5357. Now, here's Brian Barnhart. And good morning, everybody. Welcome back. Penny for your thoughts. News Talk 1400 DWS. Talked a lot of politics in that first hour and uh, a lot of uh, media coverage talk and election results talk and a lot of texts and a lot of, uh, I think the texts won out there in the in the first hour. You can keep those going. We'll uh, switch gears a little bit towards the end of the show today. Uh, Martin O'Donnell will join me for a few minutes and then Kent Brown from over at the DIA. Illini football practice. Season opener is September 1st against Kent State. Football practice 3-5 to five today out at the intramural fields there, the rec fields, just a little bit east of Memorial Stadium. 356-9397 is how you can join us on the phone lines. You can text us. A lot of people have done that today, as we've said, 3515-357. Email us, talk at wdws.com. Let's go back to the phones here this morning to Ted. Good morning, Ted. Good morning. Been out of town for a couple months, but I'm streaming you right now. I'm still out of town. Uh, you're not going to hear this often. Uh, I've got to agree with Stan. Um, I totally think it was uh, cheating with the, the Bush, uh, the Bush, the Florida thing. I did not vote for Bush. I think I voted for Kerry at that time. Mm-hmm. I voted for Barack Hussein Obama nine years ago. And to Stan and another gentleman called in about the blue wave, there's a little thing called common sense. I work for my, hard for my money. I don't want people. I, I, I lock my door at night. I don't have guns, but if I could have a gun, I would carry a gun. So to the gentleman who hopes for the blue wave, I can go find a bunch of criminals and camp them on your doorstep if you want to uh, deal with them. But um, I think Bush cheated. I didn't like him as, as Trump uh, so pro- proven, proved. But the subject I was going with, something great happened in Chicago yesterday. Our black brothers and sisters, God bless them, they stood up against Rahm Emanuel. And the next march they have, I will be up there. And CNN won't report it, but several of the leaders said, Mr. Trump, please come. We want you. This is not a Trump-free zone. They're tired of the carnage. Um, and I hope uh, Bobby and uh, our other uh uh, brothers who call in uh, realize this. It's it's time to stop the carnage up there. So it was a march and of pro- I, it was a march of protest about shootings in Chicago. Is that what it was? Yeah. yeah. That, yes, sir. Mm-hmm. That Rahm Emanuel uh, promotes and uh, and allows. And uh, it's just it's it's crazy. And uh, one thing to end up with, I was thinking, come on, stop with letting Stan have five ten minutes. Instead, I was laughing like I do. You did what Tucker Carlson did does. You let Stan dig his own grave, and we, I was I was I'm in a truck, and I was rolling on the floor laughing. I'm going, my God, Brian, you're good. So well, keep up the good work. And I'm sorry that Stan doesn't have common sense all the time. He did with the Bush. Uh, 
election and the other gentleman's a blue wave. But I can line up some criminal criminals and bring them over to Stan's house. And uh, Stan doesn't live in St. Joe. So Tiny, a month ago, asked for, let's hear about Stan. Where does he live? Where did he retire from? And I'm not saying for any wrong reason, but I want to know how a person gets so goofy. What What's your history, Stan? Where do you go to church? What's your faith? Because I, I hear you live off Curtis Road, that you don't live in St. Joe at all. But God bless you if you want to lie to us about your uh, location. And well, I don't know if that Ryan. really matters. But all right. Well, thank you, Ted. I it appreciate does. it. Yep. Yes. Thank, thank you. you. Good to hear from you. All right. It's Friday. All right. Uh, text here. I'm just scanning this ahead of time. Okay, Irishman walks into a bar and orders three drinks. Bartender says, why three? I drink one for me and one for each of my brothers back in Ireland. Next day, a guy comes in and orders two drinks. Bartender says, oh, did something happen to one of your brothers? Guy says, no, I quit drinking. Okay. Uh <laughs> i got to reread that again. All right, and a text in uh, my 62 years on this earth in this country. This is a texter on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line. I've never seen our country more divided. It's sad. I have my opinion. Some of my friends have different ones, but we still get along. Unfortunately, it seems this isn't the way most of our country is now. Yeah, I, I agree with you. That that's, that is what's unfortunate is, um, you know, just the difference of opinion. I, the problem of it is I think there's just more avenues to express them. You know, social media has been a big part of that, tweeting and um, Facebook and everything else. just kind of opens the door to all of that. Hey, summer means pools, picnics, and relaxation. Also the perfect time for a mid-year financial checkup and rethink big goals. Financial assessments in the Resource Center and Busey.com can certainly have uh, be great tools to see if you're on track for saving for retirement, college, and major purchases. College is not cheap, by the way. Uh, we have three of them in our household, in college this year. be the only year we have that, at least at uh, the undergraduate level. You've been sticking to your budget. Review and ensure you're not overextending yourself. Make changes if you think you can pay more and cut back if needed. Money management puts insight at your fingertips and your financial goals within reach. Plans to uh, pay off debt as swiftly as your cash flow allows. No time like the present, Busey says, to ensure your estate planning wishes are documented, too. The message to my loved ones, an important uh, step. Get creative with new and unique passwords. Visit the Information Security Center on Busey.com for tips on that. Whatever your financial goal, Busey can help. From retirement planning, buying your first home, creating an investment, 401Ks, all of that. So enjoy your summer free from financial worries. To work towards achieving your financial goals today, visit Busey.com or stop by one of their many convenient locations. And they are all over the place. You can certainly stop in, drive about anywhere, and you'll run into one almost. All right, 356-9397, 76 degrees. I've got a list, uh, you know, the Texas State Fair. It's, it's, it's funny because in the world I live in, which is a lot of sports, obviously, uh, with the fighting Illini, anything, any story, I can almost connect it to a sports story somehow. And this has to do with the Texas State Fair, which is, of course, is where the Oklahoma-Texas game in Dallas is played in the middle of the the uh, Texas State Fair in uh, early October. The fair itself runs September 28th through October 21st, but the uh, contest is underway about the State Fair of Texas food, and this is serious business. 
The fair announced recently the uh, semifinalists for its 14th annual Big Tex Choice Awards. 31 of those across savory and sweet categories. And uh, some of these descriptions are pretty uh, pretty interesting on food for the Texas State Fair that you have to enter. And let's see, what was the number I saw? The 31 semifinals will compete in August to win one of three titles. But this is serious business down in Texas. Let's go to the phones here. I'm going to look up and see what I was looking for on that. Uh, Anna Wall. Go ahead, Anna Wall. How are you? Well, I'm fine now. I was uh, just turned the radio on, and I'm so glad I did because a gentleman, I believe his name was Ted, mm-hmm. called in and uh, reminded me of several things. The first one was when I was growing up in Tennessee, being an Afro-American, I was told that it ain't your color, it's your kind. I am Afro-American, but I want to thank this gentleman for bringing to the attention of the listening audience what happened in Chicago as far as the demonstrations and that all black people don't think alike. There are some of us who know right from wrong, and we're willing to go along with it or condemn those who do not. And that's why I'm calling. All right. Thank you, Anna Wall. Good to hear from you. 356-9397. Here's some of the uh, Texas food here, the Texas fair food. And I don't know if I'm going to say all these words right because I, I don't know much about food other than that I like certain kinds, and I don't like others. But here were some of the uh, semifinals. Texas Fried Hill Country consists of fried mozzarella complemented with locally grown basil sandwiched between two slices of juicy green tomatoes hand-breaded with seasoned breadcrumbs and flash-fried to gooey perfection. That sound good, Ed? Served on a bed of field greens finished with uh, balsamic drizzle and sweet local Texas honey. Or how about this one? Orange, you glad we try we fried it. Orange, you glad we fried it. Layers of moist chiffon orange cake, dairy fresh whipped cream, citrusy orange preserves, lightly blended, forming a refreshing custard-like filling. The mixture is spooned into a flaky puff pastry dough, folded turnover style, and sealed with a pastry crimper. Then it's dusted with powdered sugar. Served with two dipping sauces and garnished with a double citrus twist slice. Deep fried skillet potato melt in a boat. These are semifinalists for the Texas State Fair. Described as a tater tot on steroids. Buttery grilled skillet potatoes, diced griddle breakfast sausage patties packed around a mini Baby Bell cheese loaf. Then it's fried. In just a few minutes, you have a wonderful crunch that finishes in the smooth melt of cheese. All right, and some of the other ones, uh, Hoppin' John Cake with Jackpot Sauce, King Crispy Coconut Crab Sliders, Deep Fried Shepherd's Pie, Deep Fried Lobster Pops, (laughs) Southern Fried Chicken Nachos, Sweet Bacon Bacon. Anyway, those uh, some of the I just found that I found that interesting at the uh, Texas State Fair. 
semifinalists. And let's see here. Uh, tickets to the BigTex.com event are $125 if you'd like to go to the preliminary judging for all that. Anyway, <laughs> I don't know if that makes you hungry or not. Got a text in here says, how about a good New York or Texas strip steak on the grill with a baked potato? Yeah, just keep it simple, right? At <laughs> We'll take a quick break. We'll come back more, Penny, for your thoughts. Talk a little Illini football practice here at the end of the show. What's on your mind today? Open line going up until about 1040. News coming up at the bottom of the hour, but now this time out. Someday when I'm awfully low when the world is cold I will feel a glow just thinking of you and the way Tony Bennett 92 tonight 92 today happy birthday to Tony Bennett Here's the sports connection, not to be confused with the Virginia basketball coach. <laughs> that became the first team to lose to a 16 seed in the NCAA tournament, right? See, I can't help myself when I hear stuff like that. Anyway, Tony Bennett, happy birthday to him. What a, what a marvelous career. Uh, the joke somebody told about the Irishman walking into the bar, orders three drinks, bartender says, why three? Says, I drink one for me and one for each of my brothers. Back in Ireland, next day, guy comes in, orders two drinks. Bartender says, oh, no, did something happen to one of your brothers? Guy says, no, I quit drinking. Uh, somebody handed me a slip of paper. Stan here, he says, man and the two brothers equals three drinks. Without the man and two brothers, two drinks, since the man stopped drinking. Does that explain the joke? <laughs> okay. Ed's shaking his head. All right. Um also, about the Texas State Fair, the winner last year in the food contest, the best taste for the sweet for this drinkable aquarium, a snifter-style glass with a bottom layer of nerd's gravel filled with a specially formulated blue alcoholic punch with Swedish fish swimming through the ice, all garnished by a pineapple slice and a straw big enough to suck up all the ingredients. That's available at the Texas State Fair. That was the winner last year. And uh, 49 entries competed, represented by 30 concessionaires. It was required that all competitors have at least one year of experience as a concessionaire at the State Fair of Texas to enter the competition. Rex, how are you today, Rex? I'm doing well. How are you guys today? I'm good. I wanted to mention a couple of things about the tariffs. Have you been hearing that at all? A little bit, not today, but go ahead. Well, the uh, the slide on it is that everybody wants to stop the tariffs because it's hurting the farmers. And then the slide is they're going to bail the farmers out, and that's going to be on the tax do uh, taxpayers' dollars. Very briefly, when we uh, place a tariff on incoming goods, that is a tax on that goods. And whoever's sending it in, they pay that tax and we have placed billions of dollars on other countries' uh, products, and uh, now they're placing uh, tariffs on ours. 
those uh, tax dollars go into the general fund. And right now, I guess China, we have something like two to three, three hundred billion dollars in taxes that we're going to uh, that are against them. So that money is coming into the treasury. When we take that money, which is Chinese money, and we subsidize the farmers for their loss because they have to pay a tariff uh, to China when they put it in there, there's no there's no strain on the taxpayers. We're just paying the Chinese back for their own money. And so really they shouldn't be concerned about it that much? Shouldn't be concerned about it because yeah. the, the slant is the president is putting more burden on the taxpayers. So that's not so. We're just using the money that we get from our from the tariffs on the other countries to offset their tariffs against mm-hmm. us. And we're way ahead of the game on that because already we're five hundred billion dollars in arrears, so we could tax we could put five hundred billion dollars on tariffs against people and then we would be even. So there's this is just malarkey when they do that. Mm. A real quick question that I have for you, which I will pose to the uh, to the general listening people, at what point in the Illinois motor voter uh, registration does somebody show proof of citizenship? So when they go into the DMV to to register to vote, when do they show that they're citizens? When do they, at what point yeah. when you renew your license or whatever they're doing? At what point does it it turn out? that they have to show proof of citizenship so that they can vote. Yeah, well, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know how that you works. Know, if, if, there is, if the answer is none, then you know where that's going. Mm-hmm. Because as I understand it, that uh, if you are here uh, on and not a citizen, you, you almost have to get a driver's license, and there are provisions for that driver's license. Where is the check that says, you're a citizen or not a citizen. Yeah, is there if something not, is, is, is there something right. is there something with the way the license is is presented? In other words, if I have a driver's license that's different from somebody else, is there a tip off that indicates that I'm a citizen and they're not? Is that what you're Right. Right. That's that's right. At what point if you're going to if the Secretary of State's going to be in the voter registration, which usually goes on at the county level, at what point does somebody check for citizenship? Okay, we'll see if people want to think about that, okay? All right, thanks for your time, you guys. You have a good day. Thank you, Rex. Good to hear from you. We're at 1030 here. Brian has been waiting. Hi, Brian. Hi, uh, uh, Brian. Almost forgot your name. (laughs) (laughs) Just think of of yourself and you'll have it. Hey, I totally bet Trump in his tweets. I mean, he he uses it as a a method of self-defense. You know, by going over the big media and, uh, you know, conversing directly with the public. You know, now if a Democrat was doing this, I have to admit, Brian, I wouldn't like it. I wouldn't like it. I think it was bad form. But Trump's not getting hardly any uh, backing from Republican leadership on a daily basis. And the print media is largely against him. And, of course, the big television media say for Fox News is Trump bashing 24-7. A lot of what Trump's doing right now, I mean, he ran on the things he's doing. He's keeping his promises and, uh, you know, and I applaud him for it because what he's doing are things I wanted done. And uh, I remember when Rush Limbaugh first came on the the air, there was a uh, 
a big billboard over by Farm and Fleet in Urbana. It said, Rush Limbaugh, uh, WLS 89, the big voice in talk radio. And I'm thinking, oh, no, this is another Larry King or something. And I turned him on, and I was pleasantly surprised that he was articulating things I'd been thinking about for years. And I thought I was kind of weird, and why doesn't anybody else see this? And hear this guy come on, the, he was on the radio, and he was uh, singing to me in a voice that I hadn't heard before. And uh, that's because the rest of the media wasn't articulating conservatism. Uh, you know, except for maybe uh, uh, William F. Buckley or somebody mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, Heritage Foundation or things like right. that. Right. Mm-hmm. You yeah. know, and uh, I, I would talk to people personally, and I'd think to myself, why can't anybody see this? Why doesn't anybody think like this? And that's because the, the largest media was uh, uh, bent uh, terribly liberal has been ever since. Hey, Brian, I appreciate you calling today. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Always good to hear from you. We appreciate that. Fisher National Bank, Damian Spencer's worked with Steve and Pam Starwald at Keller Williams for 10 years. Damian's been in the mortgage lending business for over 20, and you've heard me talk about Steve and Pam Starwalt, husband and wife team at Keller Williams. They work with Damian on a daily basis, and Damian can help if you don't know if you're going to go look at some homes this weekend. The weather, I think, will be pretty good for that. It'll be hot. You can get inside. But maybe you don't know how much you can afford for a home. What are you going to pre-approve for? Do you even know that amount? Well, you can find that out today and have that information in your hand ready to go for this weekend with all the open houses that will be out there. So Damien at Fisher National Bank, whether you're downsizing or upsizing, transitioning one lifestyle to another, uh, moving across town or moving to a different community or from city to country, whichever way you're doing it. Uh, Damien at Fisher National Bank at 1710 South Neal can help. He's worked closely with Stephen Pam Starwald. Here's the number, 239-7156. Uh, give uh, Stephen Pam a call, and they'll get you lined up with Damien. They worked with him again for a couple of decades, or at least one decade. He's been in the business for two. They know him well. They work together well as a team, and they can help you with your real estate needs. So, Check it out. Damian Spencer, Fisher National Bank, 1710 South Neal. Need to get to news headlines. Martin O'Donnell coming up here in a couple of minutes. We'll talk Illinois football, and we'll continue with more after the news. A Penny for Your Thoughts with Brian Barnhart continues. 1400 WDWS. Three five six nine three nine seven is our phone number today. You can text us, Castle Heating and Cooling text line, three five one five three five seven, and you can email us, talk at WDW. CBS Radio Sports Today says Ohio State placed Urban Meyer on paid administrative leave Wednesday. The next step is termination. Barrett Sally says, and look for that to happen sooner rather than later. CBS Sports College Football Insider says today, I think he's gone by the end of the weekend. Talking about Urban Meyer at Ohio State. Maybe today, but by the end of the weekend for sure. All of this has to do with his firing of his assistant coach, his receivers coach that has been alleged some um, abuse of his uh, former wife, his ex-wife. They were divorced a couple of years ago. And uh, how much uh, there was some tweets, I guess, exchanged 
between uh, Courtney Smith, who was Zach Smith's ex-wife, and then some of the other coaches' wives, including Shelly Meyer, who's the wife of Urban Meyer. And uh, the big question was, did Shelly Meyer tell Urban about it, and did he do anything about it, which he, he said he didn't know about it because he wasn't told. But anyway, he was placed on administrative leave. Urban Meyer, who's been ridiculously successful wherever he's been, whether it's been Florida or Utah or Ohio State. And he might be done. We'll see. Three five six nine three nine seven. the text line, three five one five three five seven. You can email us, talk at WDWS.com. We've covered the waterfront today. I'll be off, by the way, uh, Monday and Tuesday uh, with football season approaching. I've got to get a couple of days of vacation when I can. So I will take uh, Monday and Tuesday off. Mary Schenck. I think among her guests, I think I saw a sneak peek, Tom DeFanis, who is well-known, of course, in the uh, judicial circles here in Champaign County. And uh, some other guests as well for her on Monday. And then Scott Beatty's back. He's been on vacation. He'll uh, join you on Tuesday. I'll be back on Wednesday of next week, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. And we're working on some other things for uh, during the course of the month. I think we'll talk about the Boy Scouts a little bit and the whole change with girls coming in, uh, in some respects to the uh, Boy Scouts, how that is changing and so forth. So we'll do some of that uh, later on in the month. Uh, looking to get Julia Reitz lined up again for another uh, day on our show, another hour at some point during the month. And, of course, we'll be back uh, What the Monday morning quarterback show will be resuming here at some point as well when we get uh, into the football season. All right, 356-9397 is the phone number, and uh, we've got uh, Martin O'Donnell coming up here in a moment. Ken Brown will join us in a little bit as well. The Illini football practice uh, starts today 3-5 to five, over at the uh, intramural fields on the uh, U of I campus, the recreation fields, I guess they call them, right up the road from Memorial Stadium. So that'll be uh, underway here coming up today from uh, 3 until 5. Let's see what else here I've come across. A rare nickel is going up for auction in Philadelphia. Officials say it could fetch $3 million to $5 million. The uh, 1913 Liberty had nickel, one of only five ever produced. The uh, Stax Bowers Galleries is offering the coin for option, excuse me, for auction August 15th during the Association World's Fair of Money. You ever heard of that? The fair will be held at the Pennsylvania Convention Center August 14th through the 18th. Coin was bought in 1948. This gentleman amassed one of the greatest coin collections in history. And they say a collection of vintage U.S. paper money is also up for auction. Could fetch up to $900,000. All right, I think we found Martin O'Donnell. Martin O'Donnell, how are you? I am found. You're I'm found. Well. We lost you there for a minute. I thought I had you up first, then you disappeared again. So, Well, you're... you know, I, I, I try to be sneaky, especially <laughs> as football season uh, is on the horizon. Yes, you're elusive. Martin O'Donnell is our uh, color man on the Illini Football uh, Radio Network, Sports Network, through Learfield. This is year number four, right? Year number four. Wow. I'm excited. Yeah. Ready I'm... to go. So uh, when you were playing, uh, did you uh, like camp? No. No, absolutely not. No, I mean camp, camp. Camp is camp is great and extremely necessary, but it's uh, it's a pretty good grind. I mean, we were at Rantoul for my five camps, 
Um, they obviously do it a little bit differently now, but uh, you know, it's a grind, but I'm, I'm really excited now, one, because I don't have to go through it physically, but two, uh, I'm excited for this camp in particular, just because it seems like there's a lot of things that, uh, that kind of need to be sorted out here in camp, uh, you know, with position battles and whatnot, you know, quarterback, you know, first and foremost, but uh, all that kind of, to me, makes it really exciting to, to go out there and, you know, watch them as much as I can just to try to figure out, hey, you know, who are going to be the, you know, the 22 guys uh, on the field this fall. Yeah, you always watch the offensive line, I know, since you played that position pretty close. Those guys took their lumps last year, there's no doubt, but can they, uh, will they have gained a lot as they prepare for this next year, this second year, all those young freshmen? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you know, a lot of those guys, you know, starting three true freshmen last year, so those guys, it's their first time in a college weight program in the offseason, so they're going to gain a whole lot of strength there. Uh, But then really just kind of the the experience and, and really understanding what it takes to compete in the Big Ten, and you know, a lot of times uh, failure is a really powerful motivator. I know it, it was for me personally. So, you know, if you go out there and, and you struggle, it's a good motivator in the off season to, to work hard, to build up your strength, uh, you know, get your weight up in some instances or weight down, kind of depending on where the guy is. But uh, that, the offensive line is certainly something I'm interested to see. I was, I was pleased with kind of what I saw in the spring. I wasn't able to watch him as much as I wanted. Uh, but that's definitely the group kind of the, that I start with, you know, the offensive line and then, you know, number two being the defensive line. So excited to see kind of, uh, you know, what the improvement looks like in the trenches. When you look at the team in general, and you will know more as practice goes on here, what interests you the most or intrigues you the most about this team? You know, what, it, what intrigues me the most, you know, I, I think clearly is just kind of what the offense is going to look like. I, I think, uh, you know, we have an idea in terms of what Rod Smith uh, wants to do coming in as a new offensive coordinator. I think a lot of it is obviously going to be dictated upon um, the quarterback, who that winds up being, what their strengths are, what their weaknesses are. I think, uh, you know, I think Rod Smith is uh, is going to put that quarterback and the offense in positions to be successful. I mean, ultimately, that's an OC's job. And uh, you know, I'm just interested to see kind of how that manifests itself with the personnel that Illinois has. You know, you know, Mike Dudek, Ricky Smalling on the outside, Louis Dorsey, you know, kind of flex tight end there. Uh, what they can do kind of with the cadre of running backs. Um, that's probably the thing I'm most interested in is just kind of, you know, what looks to be the meat and potatoes, the bread and butter of this offense. And I think you can; those are the kinds of things you can start to figure out in camp. Martin O'Donnell with me here for a couple more minutes. Ken Brown will join me in a few minutes as well, just kind of give you some particulars as we start football camp today for the University of Illinois. Uh, it is open to the public here for these uh, three weeks or so, roughly, uh, up there on the rec fields in Urbana. Uh, you've, you've played for two different coaches, do uh, Ron Zook and Ron Turner. Do, they, do different coaches run camp differently, or are they basically the same? Uh, there were, there were a few small differences. I mean, uh, coach Zook, the first several days of camp did split squad practices where basically it was a way to get younger players, a lot of reps and where basically they'd split the team in half and one half of the team would practice in the morning. The other half would practice in the afternoon. So the coaches were pulling double duty, but you know, the, the plan was really, I think some of it was one to shock the system and get guys into kind of into football shape sooner rather than later, but two, just to kind of get the reps going. But by and large, once you settled into camp, um, they worked the same. I think, uh, I think there's less hitting in camps now, uh, in particular it seems with, uh, you know, with Lovey Smith and kind of the way he wants to run things than, than there were, you know, 10, 15 years ago when, when I was reporting the camp ran tool, but, uh, you know, it's a grind. They're going to go out there. There's, there's less double sessions than there were previously, but, uh, you know, they're still installing a lot. And then this is, this is a team that's still going to, 
have to rely on true freshmen again this year. So, you know, it's going to be a steep learning curve. And, you know, one of the other really exciting things about camp, and I know you've probably experienced this too, Brian, is that it's fun watching camp and, and seeing somebody jump out and you have to go and grab the roster and say, oh, who is, who is this number? Um, and so there, there's a lot of ways you can sometimes find freshmen that are going to make an impact. Bennett Williams was one of those guys last year, was all over the place and kind of was a precursor, I think, to him having that great season. But sometimes it's also upperclassmen. It's guys that are maybe two or three years into the program and, and things just kind of the, you know, the light switch turned on. So um, those are the kind of things that are fun to see uh, in fall camp. Martin, the one uh, similarity that Ron Turner had, your first coach, and now Lovey Smith, is they were in the pros before they came here. Do you see mm-hmm. the, the way they run camp, their demeanor, the, the systems they put in, not so much scheming, but the way they run a camp? Do you see some similarities there? Uh, between, uh, between Lovey and Ron Turner? Yeah. 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 I think so. I mean, it's, uh, you know, they, I think it's clearly about efficiency. Again, there, there are things that have kind of evolved as college football has evolved. You know, we didn't, you know, we didn't really play music during practice, uh, 15 years ago, but that's kind of standard, uh, operating procedure now. But yeah, I mean, I think, you know, both coaches obviously, you know, have a plan going into camp every day is tightly scripted. Um, you know, you're going to work on the things that the offense and the defense really need to work on. Um, and so, yeah, I think there's certainly some some similarities there. Yeah, I, I, that's what I'm impressed with is when they go from – and people will see this when they go to watch. I mean, everything is scripted down to the minute, right? I mean, they're they're going mm-hmm. from here to there to there. There's no wasted time. Yeah. Yeah, no wasted time. And, uh, you know, so I, I think sometimes it depends on the day, but you could either have the perspective of, you know, if, if somebody messes up a play, it's okay, you got, got to move on. You know, you, you wasted that one. Uh, but sometimes I think you can uh, – if, there, if there's frustration going on – the other, the other end of the spectrum is you make them do it again and again and again uh, until they get it right. So that usually kind of depends on where the day is, but you're right. Everything is very carefully scripted. I mean, kind of the early parts of practice, guys are settling in, they're doing the stretching, they do the individual. Uh, but really the parts that I focus most on are, are trying to are kind of on the back end of practice. That's when you have the team periods, the blitz periods, uh, the inside run periods, things where you can really see pads popping um, and guys you know, in football situations. Before we let you go, Martin, I know people ask you all the time how you think the team will do. I think what most people, I think what most fans and where they are is say, hey, let's beat the teams we can beat. Let's beat Purdue. Mm-hmm. Let's beat Rutgers. Let's beat Minnesota. And be competitive with the Penn States and the and the people like that. Is that kind of where, where you stand? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, the, the, the piece to me and the, the thing that I'm really focusing on this year is, uh, in my opinion, this team – uh, should be able to be in one position games in the fourth quarter with pretty much everybody on their schedule. I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of experience coming back. Yes, there were still guys that transferred out, but there's a lot of talent on this team too, and you've added a lot to it. So uh, I think that to me is the biggest thing. Is you know you need to you need to go from uh, being competitive in the first half to carrying that through all the way to the towards the end of the game, and then you know with college football anything can happen. Right. You know, you get down there and it's a it's a tip pass. It's a ball on the ground. It's a bounce. I mean, you know, football is an oblong shape, so it doesn't bounce like you would expect it to. Um, but that, that's really what I'm looking for. And I think I think this team is absolutely capable of that. There are a ton of toss up games on the schedule from my perspective. Um, you know, and, I, and really the, the biggest thing that, that I think it's going to come down to two biggest things are one, you know, is Illinois going to be able to stop the run? And I think some of that goes hand in hand with uh, is Illinois 
going to be able to have a quarterback that can give them good production and thus make the offense uh, a productive and efficient offense. And I think those two go hand in hand. If the offense can sustain drives, get third downs, you know, push some tempo from time to time, and really starting with that quarterback position, it's going to make the defense's job a whole lot better, allow them to get some rest. So, uh, yeah, I, I'm, I'm very excited about this season. And, again, I'm, I'm really honed in on the trenches, but then also that quarterback position. And I think that's something that uh, if people go out to camp, you know, they can go and kind of form their own opinions. And it's a, it's a great opportunity to have, uh, you know, basically pretty close proximity and access mm-hmm. to the program. Well, Martin O'Donnell, we'll be talking a lot more with you. Looking forward to it. Working with you again in the booth. Hey, looking forward to it too, Brian. All right. Hey, thanks for uh, – go, go back to work, okay? <laughs> thanks for having me. All right, Bye. I appreciate it. Martin O'Donnell. He'll be on tomorrow, by the way, with uh, Steve and Lauren. So we've talked about uh, the big picture with football. Kent Brown is with us here on the phone. Hey, Kent, how are you? Good morning, Brian. I love listening to Martin. Yeah, isn't and, he good? And you too. I love listening to you too, but I never get to, I never get to listen to you guys do the games because I'm always there, so – <laughs> I, love, I, I love listening to Mark talk about the team, though. He, he, he does a great job. Yes, he does. Well, today's the first practice, 3-5, to five, right? Here we are. Uh, yeah, so practice number one and, and uh, starting uh, here on campus. And, you know, uh, Lovey uh, really liked the, uh, the layout and situation of the campus rec fields over here. Um, you know, just down the street from the stadium last year, and so definitely came back. And so today at three o'clock, uh, you know, and, and really starts a, a series of practices that are open to the public, free to attend. Uh, fans are encouraged to come out and watch the, you know, the practices every day. Today it's from three to five, approximately. You know, sometimes they end a little sooner, sometimes a little later. Uh, tomorrow morning they go from nine to eleven, and I know that uh, Steve and Lauren are going to have their show out there. Uh, tomorrow morning during uh, during practice, and so, so yeah, fans can certainly come on out. Uh, parking is in the uh, campus lot, yeah, F23, which is right across the street from Florida Avenue Residence Halls. There, uh, you can the entrance to that parking lot is right off Florida Avenue, um, and we're really uh, asking fans not to park along the street along Goodwin Avenue and even St. Mary's Road. Those those streets are just too narrow and really not made to have cars parked along the side. I know last year, especially when we were on the field that was closest to the softball uh, complex, a lot of people would just park along the Goodwin Street uh, extension there and mm-hmm. and uh, and watch from the other side of the fence. So if you're going to watch from that side, there's a grass lot over there from uh, next to next to the softball field that people can park in and then you know can watch along the fence. But We'll have uh, roped off areas, and so fans get there, they can just you know grab their, bring their lawn chair and sit and and watch practice. Um, you know, there's going to be a lot of different. Martin just obviously went over a lot of different positions that uh, uh, people are going to be watching, so it should be interesting. Yeah, and I like that one field, Kent. It's along St. Mary's Road where they scrimmage sometimes. You can sit on the hill up there, you know, and watch yeah. a lot of that. That's always pretty cool. So yeah, it's a great place for fans to to watch and, and to sit and. Um, uh, you know, every day is a different day. They kind of look at the, you know, how uh, once they get into camp, you know, what how the fields are, are wearing in terms of, uh, uh, you know, from the practice time on it. And, and they kind of make a decision every day which way they're going to go. Uh, last year, it seemed like almost every Saturday when we had the biggest crowds, they were on that south field mm-hmm. along St. Mary's Road. So, yeah. um, 
Yeah, well, we just, you just got to have to see when you get out there. All three fields are right next to each other, so you just have to watch yeah. them. And they and, usually uh, rotate for uh, yeah. And for people that don't know, Kent knows this. He's out there all the time. But they they wrote sometimes the offense will be here, the defense. You can you know with those fields they can move guys around. You'll see all kinds of different things. So it kind of gives you a pretty good overall picture of things. That, no doubt about it, and it gives them more space out there. And you'll have the special teams guys you know, punting or kicking over on one field, and uh, defensive guys on on another one. And when they do their team stuff, maybe they're on that. Today they're planning to be on that field closest to the to the softball there, the east mm-hmm. field or the west field. Um, but you know the when when practice is over, uh, fans who want to stick around, uh, there will be a short time as players and coaches leave the field that uh, they'll sign autographs and take pictures and things like that. And so um, you know, hopefully our fans will get take advantage of it and come out and, and uh, check the team out. Yep, and fan appreciation day will kind of close everything out uh, later on in the month, so they'll have another chance there. But uh, hopefully the weather's good, and uh, I think it's just always a lot of fun to kind of get that uh, fever started for football. Certainly a different buzz around the athletics uh, department uh, when, when football practice starts. Soccer uh, started a couple days ago. Um, volleyball is getting ready to, to, to go. Uh, the cross-country teams report next week. You know, so everything is starting to kind of take off. But football has a little special feeling to it uh, just because there's so many people involved with it. And there's a lot of us who have been working for several months in anticipation of the upcoming season and um, and getting ready for it. And, and uh, all of a sudden, here it is, right? We, our summers are, are completed in a lot of ways, and everything kind of turns to, to the football schedule uh, as we get into this and so Lovey's very excited I've, I've he's very much about um, heading into this and and so we're looking to uh, to actually see them with our own eyes right I mean the right. have not really had a chance to see them all summer because they, they, they do make a lot of changes they do a lot of uh, in the weight room and, and that sort of thing so it'll be fun I'm looking I think we're all looking forward to these uh, to get the start out there and see uh, see what uh, see what improvements we're all made. Right. Hey, Kent, thanks for coming on. Uh, three to five today is the first one, so we'll look forward to it. Correct. Yeah, hopefully we see some fans, and we'll see. I'm sure we'll see you out there. All right. Thank you, sir. Appreciate it. Sure, Brian. Yep. Mm-hmm. Kent Brown. Back in a moment here to wrap it up. Hope you'll go by. You can check out the complete practice schedule, by the way, for this month of August, WDWS.com. Thanks to Martin and to Kent for coming on. Back in a moment. All right, on a Friday, a reminder about the folks over at Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop. They're located there in the uh, Country Fair Shopping Center right next to This Is It Furniture. It's all run and owned and operated there by Big Mike Namoff. We all know Big Mike and all his contributions in the community over the years. Uh, The reveal machine we've told you about, 1,664 built-in sensors. When you walk in, that'll help you decide on which mattress you need to get, firm mattress, soft mattress, your pillow, High pillow, low pillow, what do you need there? Take your time. They'll be there to uh, help you every step of the way. Mattress change is a good thing. Pillows uh, for side sleepers, back sleepers, stomach sleepers, the Z-Zone dough pillow collection, uh, all kinds of things for people that get hot at night. (laughs) They've got pillows for that. So uh, check it out. It is at Snooze Luxury Mattress Shop. Unlike any other shop you'll find, Big Mike Namoff runs it. And I hope you will uh, stop by there. Thanks for being with us today. Have a great weekend. I'll talk to you Wednesday. CBS News is next. Mary Shankin on Monday.